This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Visit SmartGolfDeals.com for promotions and savings. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Oh, good evening and welcome to an emergency edition of GTC because there is nothing at all happening in the world of golf that we need to talk about and break down tonight. Unbelievable. Everything that you thought you knew changed again today in the world of golf. We'll get to it tonight. Zacchino and Weeks with you. Adam Scully will join us at the bottom half to break down what happened from the start of the morning. If you woke up this morning, you woke up to the news that the Open Championship was canceled, not postponed, removed from the schedule the first time since 1945 World War, World War II. We will break down what we know, what we speculate, and maybe what some of the head-scratching things that kind of popped up on this proposed new schedule. Let's bring in Bob Weeks. Weeks, I know, Bob, you were super busy all day. We were doing the rounds on the TSN radio network. I saw you on SportsCenter. We were kind of touching base with everybody we could possibly know in the industry to find out as much news as possible. Before we get into all the changes and break this down, what was your initial reaction when you heard that the Open Championship was canceled? Because both you and I on Saturday morning believed there was not going to be an Open in July, but we really saw them taking a spot somewhere in the schedule in early September. Yeah, I guess I was I was a little bit shocked on, on one hand. Uh, just like you said, that's what we talked about on the weekend. I was moving down the schedule, and then you started to see where the other tournaments were going to fall and there wasn't a lot of time. Like, let's let's be honest. You know, the weather <laughs> weather situation in the summer in the UK is not the best at the at the best of times. So there was a narrow window in which to play this tournament. And I think that what they finally decided was, look, it's probably better that we just cut our cut our bait right now, cut our lines, and let's let's fish another day. Um, because you know, Wimbledon had just done it. Now they have done it. And rather than sort of speculate and guesstimate on, on what might be um, a weather pattern or a situation or how you get it around, they just said, look, we're going to start again next year. And it's, it's a bit shocking, as you said. Uh, the last time was 1945. In fact, here's an interesting, interesting note for you, Mark. The, the Open Championship was canceled during the Second World War from 1940 to 45. It was canceled from 1915 to 1919 because of the First World War. And it was canceled one other time in 1871. And you know why it was canceled? Because they couldn't. There was no trophy available. You're kidding me! I've not heard that. And that may have been at the time, uh, Bob. We'll have to look into this. But that may have been at the time the old championship belt. You remember exactly they used to give out yeah. a championship belt. Was it a belt? Well, you know that's fitting. We are coming out of WrestleMania weekend. We should be talking about <laughs> championship belts. So there you go. See how we all tie it together here on yeah, Golf Talk Canada. Yeah, definitely. But definitely to get back to your original question. Definitely a little bit of shock and obviously a little bit of disappointment. Okay, well, let's deal with what we do know. The Open Championship is canceled, but we have a new schedule. Let's start there first, and let's get to our news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. Tomorrow's stars today. All right, Bob, what we know. 
because there's a lot of speculation still even around what we know. But what we know is right now, August 6th to 9th, the PGA Championship is teed up at TPC Harding Park, San Francisco, California. That's a whole conversation that I want to get to you with because some of the leaders, some of the political leaders are already pushing back. And I've heard that the PGA of America is already talking backup plans on a venue other than TPC Harding Park. Wyndham Championship, which is always the final regular season event, will be the following week on the PGA Tour, followed by three playoff events, Northern Trust, BMW, Tour Championship, creeps into September. Then there is a hole in the schedule. There is a week before the U.S. Open in September. Hmm, wonder what (laughs) used to go in front of the U.S. Open. Before we get to the U.S. Open, that remains at Wingfield, uh, Wingfoot, excuse me, then the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits, then another gap in October, which is another bit of a head-scratcher that uh, I think we'll get into here for sure. And then, of course, uh, do you like pimento in pumpkin sandwiches? Because that's what you're getting November 12th to 15th at the Masters at Augusta National. So let's start at the beginning. PGA Championship, to kick it off, this date has been kicked around for a while. I've heard that the PGA of America has may already been te- speaking to other courses, including Valhalla, because the governor of California suggested they're not going to be ready. What have you heard? What do you feel? And do you think this stays in California? Uh, well, this is the most optimistic of, of, the, of the tournaments, I think, that's being scheduled right now. Early August, to me, as the governor of California, seems to be a bit of a stretch at the moment. Um, doesn't, we're not really sure exactly how they want to have this event in terms of fans. Will they, would there be anybody in the galleries or will it just be the golfers out there? But that seems like an aggressive, aggressive date to come back on for me. And the only thing I have heard is what you have heard is that there's some possibilities to moving this into October or November. And I've heard from a Florida Florida uh, was look, one of the spots they were looking at and also in Texas. So there's some options there. They've already, obviously been sniffing around for a plan B. But I think, you know, they had to, they had to, would love to have to try and get this into San Francisco at Harding Park where they are. But um, the May date obviously wasn't going to work. So now they've got at least a little more time to buy before they have to announce a uh, backup plan or a new course or a new date. Do you believe that that's the reason why there is such a gap here in October is to give uh, some of them some wiggle room or, and I I know this is something we're going to get into the next segment, or is October a gap so that the PGA Tour can potentially have make goods for a lot of events that are not going to happen this year? And we've heard stories already today or late last week about them stretching the size of the fields, which is harder to get to in October because there's not as much daylight, potentially having over 150 players in the field. I don't know if you can do that in October. We've also heard rumors out of the PGA Tour today that they might even consider having more than one event on one weekend. So uh, multiple, uh, get used to the idea of multiple uh, events in one weekend. Opposite field events is what I'm looking for. Do you think that's what the gap in October is for, or is the tour really going to Asia? Well, yeah, uh, I, I think right now PGA Championship took the date that was available to them, the best best date on the schedule, and then from here, you know, the, the basically what's, what started all this action today was that the, the governing bodies and the stakeholders have all been getting together to try and work on some kind of a schedule. And the PGA Tour has events, as we know, basically right through to the end of the year in terms of, of its, uh, its fall season, or what we used to call the, the fall finish. So there's not a lot of dates there. The PGA Tour has doesn't want the PGA Championship to 
come and, and be on one of their events. So they they have to make some moves on that. Uh, if they are going to allow the PGA Championship to get a, let's say, an October or a November date. So, you know, there's a lot of pieces working here. The other aspect of this is television. Right now, if you get into November, you're obviously dealing with NFL football. You're going to be dealing with a lot of other sports. If the PGA Tour is playing again or if major golf championships are playing again, a lot of other sports are going to be playing. So there's not as much uh, bandwidth on the, on the the television channels. They can only show so many events. Like, what are you going to are you going to choose choose to show the third round of the PGA championship or uh, an NFL game. You know, there's, there's so many factors that come into how you decide what dates go and where they go. It's not just golf that's, that, that you have to deal with. It's all the other sports as well. All right. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, Bob. There is a, an open gap in the second weekend in September, which would divide the tour championship at East Lake, where we would hand out the FedEx cup. And before we would head to Wingfoot for the U S open, uh, obviously RBC is a strong supporter of golf, RBC Canadian open, RBC heritage, uh, the, the, the ambassador program. We've got great leadership at golf Canada. It seems to me like that might be a natural make good spot for the RBC Canadian open. The question then becomes, uh, from a border standpoint, just because the PGA Tour is up and going, and just because other majors are prepared to play events in America and potentially play those events with what might be the smallest international field they have, because there is potential they could have these events, and the only international players that would play in these majors are ones that all players that already live in America, like our Canadian boys, who are a lot of them are in Arizona, Florida, etc. Already would be able to access these events. Canadian Open might be another story if that border is closed. There are so many moving parts for our RBC Canadian Open. I hate to do this to you, but if you had to put a percentage on it right now, or where's your gut pointing with this? I know if you're just looking at this from a scheduling standpoint and you're a casual golf fan, you're going, oh, Canadian Open can go right there in between Tour <laughs> Championship and Wingfoot. But man, is there a lot. We, you know, People are saying, let's just have a Canadian only. Canadian Open was one of the narratives. Well, guess what? Our, boys li- our best players in the world don't live here uh, 24-7 anymore. They might not be able to come in and play that event. Yeah, right now I've talked to a couple of people today with some some pretty good knowledge of the situation. And right now it's basically there's there's you know 25 tournaments all vying for probably 10 spots or 15 spots. There's just not enough dates on the calendar to host them all. We talked about perhaps doubling up um, and and having opposite field events at different times or over the same weekend or the same week. So that's that's something that they're looking at. The RBC Canadian Open is also handicapped because basically. If you don't take that date in September, if that wasn't one that they was offered to them, you know you run out you run out of of of, uh, of weather and and you don't want to have this tournament being played in October. Um, you know, might get lucky and you might have a good time, but you could you could also have some pretty bad weather up here. So you know they don't have the pick of the calendar as something in the deep south might have. So there's there's a lot of moving parts. But what I have heard here is that there are a lot of lot of tournaments lobbying for not enough dates, and it's going to be a uh, a miracle of scheduling to see how Jay Monahan fits as many people and as many tournaments and as many sponsors as he can into this uh, crowded calendar. And before we go to break, we should mention uh, two things. I want to I want to ask you one more 
question on the Open Championship before we close the door on that. But before we go to break, we should also mention these are great problems to have in a sense. Because if we have these problems, we're cup half full and it means we're playing golf and it means it's safe to some capacity to start getting back to life again. And there's protocols in place where we, we start getting normalities back in our lives in a bigger picture. Because if we're all gathering for golf tournaments and things of that nature, that's a good thing because it means other things have happened and other things have triggered in the world when it comes to COVID-19. So let's hope we have these issues about scheduling golf tournaments because that means that we're finally healing and we're coming through the other side of this. Now, quickly on the Open Championship before we close the door, I, I just uh, was on in, in Winnipeg uh, on our on our TSN station in Winnipeg, and we were talking about this and and why the cancellation for the Open Championship. And you brought up weather, which is obviously a good one, but to get to the border and to get to the international travel question that might be a problem for the RBC Canadian Open. In my mind, there's not a more international event in the world than the Open Championship, and they pride themselves as the Open, not the British Open, the Open, golf's global event. Do you think the fear of not having the world be able to participate because of borders and flying and passports and entry into countries, do you think that was part of the process on why they said, let's bail on this and let's do it again next year? Uh, I think that certainly weighed into their consideration of it. I will give you one other thing that uh, that was uh, that was being floated out there today, which was that the reason that both Wimbledon and the Open Championship pulled the plug and rather than, rather than postpone is because they have insurance policies that include uh, a, a pandemic. So they may be just saying this is financially the best course for us. We can cash in, get our insurance. We don't have to uh, have two more months of speculation of what's going on or worry about borders or worry about how the players are all going to get here. This might have been cut and dry, just the simplest thing for them to do, say, let's get our insurance money and, and, and wait till next year. You know, I, I heard that narrative as well today, and I, I didn't know, uh, you know, how true it was. But the first thing that stuck in my mind, Bob, when I heard that is, if that is true, good luck ever getting pandemic insurance again. That's <laughs> yeah, never exactly. going to happen. Be like trying to get hurricane insurance in Florida, right? It just does yeah. not happen anymore. So, okay, on the other side, we're going to break down now some speculation. What we're hearing when the PGA Tour may or may not return and what it might look like if Golf comes before the PGA Championship. The name, the Memorial Golf Tournament, finding its way to U.S. Open weekend seems to be one of the strongest rumors out there. We'll get to it next. This is an emergency special edition of Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the drivers so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to a 
An emergency edition of Golf Talk Canada Radio as we break down all the changes that happened in the world of golf today with the cancellation of the Open Championship and the rescheduling of major golf championships across the board in the world of golf, including the FedEx Cup playoffs. Before we get back to Bob and break down some of the potential speculation on what a new calendar looks like before the PGA Championship in August. We should let you know that it is Masters Rewind Week here on TSN. In fact, right now, as we speak on TSN 5, you can watch the final round of the 2003 Masters. Hmm. Do you remember who won that one, Bob? 2003 Masters? That doesn't uh, uh, ring Len a bell Matisse? to me at all. Was it Len Matisse? Len, maybe it was it a Len Matisse. And of course, it's <laughs> Mike Weir. We all know it's Weirzy getting it done at Augusta in the final round 2003. And then, of course, every day this week, you can capture multiple final rounds right throughout the week and of course Sunday everybody will want to watch that Sunday afternoon lazy couch time 12:30 p.m. ET TSN 5 last year's completing I'm going to say it I don't care I'll take the heat on social media the greatest comeback in all of sports with Tiger Woods getting it done last year at Augusta you know Bob I love saying it cuz I love upsetting everybody that disagrees with me on that one okay Bob here's what I'm hearing and you know I I made a couple of calls to the PGA Tour today. I know you were on the phone with everybody, and I, a lot of it I was calling for selfish reasons. When am I going back to work? I kept asking the PGA Tour. When's our schedule coming out? Because, you know, I was scheduled to work uh, this past weekend uh, at uh, Valero Texas Open. I was scheduled to work the uh, Byron Nelson. I was scheduled to work Detroit and RBC Canadian Open. So right now, I, I'm like, okay, so I have no clue when I'm going back to work for PGA Tour Radio. What I'm getting, what I'm hearing more than anything else is the tour is going to try to come back the week that was the U.S. Open. So that second week of June, it looks like, from what I'm hearing, no spectators. And the name I'm hearing more than anything else is the Memorial, even though the next one up on the schedule is not the Memorial. The next one up is the Charles Schwab uh, a Charles Schwab Challenge from Colonial. Where, uh, that would be, I guess, natural. It's next up to go to that date, but I'm hearing the memorial. I guess Jack Nicholas carrying some clout. It's an invitational. It's a big event. Maybe that's why it gets the spot. What did you hear? I heard exactly the same thing as you did, is that, you know, Jack carries a lot of weight with PGA Tour headquarters, and if you're going to come back from a long break and you're going you're gonna to want that uh, that emotional tie to something, you know, what better than to have the, the Golden Bear on the first tee um, shaking hands with all the players who were who were back to playing. I still think it's a very optimistic. Ohio is not a, a great spot right now, and I think it'll be um, it'll be a small miracle if they do get back there. But I have heard that the PGA Tour wants to try and get back in June, that they want to start up again somehow and, and get this, this tour vitalized and back up. But again, like you said, I think if, it, if they do it with, you know, they may want to do it with, uh, with no fans, with, without a gallery, but there are still a lot of people who, who are going to be needed to make that happen. So you still need a greens crew. You still need a television crew. Uh, you still need walking scorers. It's, it's still, um, I think, a risky venture if the rest of the, uh, you know, if, if, if it's not okay for fans, I just have a hard time thinking that it's going to be okay for anybody else. Yeah, it's an interesting concept because, is, you know, is it not okay with fans because they can't ensure that those people remain six feet apart and have proper social distancing and they think they can do that if they have, you know, media players, caddies. 
do we all have to get tested if we're going to be on that property? If I get sent to work for PGA Tour Radio at the memorial in the middle of June, you know, do I have to be cleared first? When I get back to Canadian soil, I would have to go immediately, I would assume, back into a 14-day self-isolation uh, period, which is what you and I did when we got home from the Players' Championship. There's just so many unknowns, so much question marks. I do applaud the the concept of trying to come back safely and, and give people hope and get, get them started on something, but it, it does still seem like a long shot to me as well. Now, some of those tournaments that, that they're talking about shaking around, RBC lost the Heritage, Detroit Rocket Mortgage Classic would also have been lost, it seems to me like the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit would be one that would be able to slide into a new spot easier, say, in July. Because to your point, Bob, they're dealing with a certain climate where they can only stretch it so late, where you could, in theory, go to uh, Harbor Town and go to Hilton Head in October and play a Heritage. Yeah, there's there's a slot in the middle of July, July 16 to 19, which is the week that the Open Championship was going to be played, so there's, you know, could you fill something in there? Um, you know, the rest of rest of July right now is still loaded up with tournaments. Can you can you move some of those around? And then, you know, what? It, it's just again, there's so many moving parts on the schedule. But you're right, a, a Detroit event could move. Um, are there events that are in the summer that could, you know, potentially go in the fall? They have not really ever announced the fall schedule for for 2020, so we don't really actually know what's ahead. But we're just basing it on on what we had there a year ago, and that would start um, at the Greenbrier in, in supposedly in some point in September. I've heard that tournament may be one that doesn't go in in 2020, regardless of what happens. So there's a few options there. But uh, again, you've got tournaments in California with the Safeway Open. Are we going to be wanting to play in California at any time soon? So. Trying to fit them, trying to fit the pieces into this puzzle and move the pieces around, it's it's almost like trying to do a puzzle when when the picture is on the bottom. You know, you don't really, you can't really see where the pieces are supposed to go, uh, even though you'd like to try and fit some things in. But no matter what happens, if you're going to get these tournaments that want to be played, if you're going to get these uh, these sponsors happy, you're going to have to make some some concessions somewhere along the line. You know, I was speaking to, to Dennis Paulson earlier today, who, who uh, you know, I work with on PGA Tour Radio, and, and Dennis lives in Southern California, and there's a lot of players that he knows that, that live in that Carlsbad area, the tour pros, and, and a, a huge narrative for those guys, and I know when, you know, I spoke to Michael Glickick, and I know you've been speaking to a lot of the, our guys, and we've been trying to stay in touch, but for a player like a Michael Glickick and some of the guys living in Southern California, Something that no one seems to be talking about or addressing right now is if we don't have uh, enough PGA Tour events and we don't double dip and we don't get these starts in and we're just going to have majors, where do the half of these guys play? They're not going to have time. They're not going to qualify for majors, so they don't have starts. How do they get points? How do they keep their card? Does everything get grandfathered to next year? What do you say to the guys on the Corn Ferry Tour that are sitting in the top five, top 25 right now who think they're on their way to the PGA Tour next year? Do they get delayed a year? Um, I've heard no conversations about this right now. And maybe that's the next piece of the puzzle once they lock in their schedule. But this is far from simple even after we get tournaments on the board. They're going to have to redo the math on how you qualify and even have access to any tour. 
Yeah, and even of the majors, you know, at least Augusta came out today and said, okay, if you if you were going to qualify for the Masters in April, that's you, you'll play then in uh, in November. But if you win a tournament, let's say this time in September, you won't play in November. You'll play next April. So there's at least a, a plan in place for that one. But I haven't heard anything about how they're going to qualify people for the U.S. Open other than the, the local qualifying is gone. Uh, and also the fact that they're going to have a smaller field. They're going to go from 156 to 144 just simply because they won't have enough daylight. So even with the majors, there's still some, some questions as to who's going to get into them, even if they can get in there. But if you're, if, if think of this one, Mark, if you're a, a guy playing on the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada, or if you are on the Symmetra Tour, or if you are even a uh, lower-ranked rank, player on the LPGA Tour, it starts to become a little bit more about finances. It starts to become a little bit more about how can you survive, and you're going to join a lot of people in this world who are, you know, struggling to make ends meet. A hundred percent, Bob, and I think that's been lost in the story here. Not everybody that plays this game for a living or is attached to this sport for a living is a multimillionaire. In fact, that's far from the truth, and that's been lost here. Livelihood and, 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 and people's careers and mortgages and things of that is certainly part of the story here when you get past that top tier on the PGA Tour. Here's the good news, Bob. I'm a silver lining guy. You know I'm cup half full. I talked to Lawrence Applebaum by text on the weekend. He's joining us this Saturday on Golf Talk Canada Radio. I, I, I was chatting a little with Dan Pino from Golf Canada. Let's just say, miraculously, we have a Canada-only Canadian Open at some point this year. They didn't say this, by the way. I'm saying this. <laughs> and our guys from the U.S. can't come back here and play. That means you and I, we've got a shot at the field. That's all I'm saying. Weeks and Zucchino teeing it up in this year's RBC Canadian Open. I'm playing for second things. place then, I think. <laughs> stranger, stranger things have happened, Bob. On the other side, we're going to bring in master producer Adam Scully and get his take on this. I want to know what Adam's thought was when he woke up this morning and went, Open Championship canceled? Are you kidding me? He's 12 months removed from his first visit to an Open Championship in person. We'll talk to Adam next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the driver so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. And welcome back to GTC's Aquino Weeks with you as we bring you a Golf Talk Canada special edition on a Tuesday night with all the news going on. Excuse me, is it a Tuesday night? It's a Monday night. That's That tells you. There's a COVID-19 slip-up right there. I've completely lost track of date, time, calendar. Just every day is a new set of jogging pants and another walk to the refrigerator. <laughs> Other than that, I have no idea what is going on. I want to give a shout-out to our next, I don't call him a guest because he's certainly not a guest he's the master producer behind everything that is golf talk canon and he joins us every saturday for scully time adam scully and scully i just want to thank you again 
for all the great work you've been doing because since Golf Talk Canada television has been off the air, we have recently launched the Golf Talk Canada video podcast. It drops at noon every Wednesday on tsn.ca. Bob and I break down everything in the world of golf video podcast at noon on Wednesdays. And this week, we're doing an all-masters edition. I'm sure we'll cover a little bit of news off the top, but it's an all-masters edition uh, video podcast, Golf Talk Canada, this Wednesday. Scully, how are you? And thank you for that. Uh, you're very welcome. I'm good. It's uh, some. It's nice to hear some good news finally. It, it's, it looks like for the time being anyway, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. So uh, you know me, I, I'm a positive guy, and it's great to see some tournaments at this point anyway uh, scheduled to play. Okay, before we switch gears with you, because I want to throw something at you and Bob that is part of, that, it, that I think might be a story that is being overlooked when it comes to a potential RBC Canadian Open and maybe other tournaments as well for that matter. And I think Bob kind of touched on it a little bit when he said, well, if it's safe for, uh, if it's not safe for spectators, why is it safe for media players, caddies, etc.?" So he, he kind of touched on it. And I want to bring it up before I do, I, I know you're taking the cup half full, which is fantastic. Cause that's, that's why we love you. At the same breath, what was your initial reaction when you saw that Open Championship canceled? Because I think the three of us thought it was going to be a postponement, not a cancellation. Yeah, I, I was the same way, and I, I was tracking yesterday, hearing the rumors the schedule was going to come out today, and I had presumed that the Open Championship would be potentially in September. I know we had discussed uh, this past Saturday that maybe the RNA would be you know, the first one to make a really bold move and, and have it play out uh, in July. But certainly it was disappointment. But then shortly after, I saw the announcement coming out from Augusta that was coming up uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern that happened today when all the new new announcements came. So it was a brief uh, sign of disappointment. Uh, but now it's optimism looking ahead. And, and as you said before before the break, I'm quite glad that our, our trip of a lifetime was last year and not this year to Ireland. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I'm, we're pushing ours back. It was supposed to be, you know, we were there last year as well, our group, and we we're going to go again this year to the Southwest Ireland. That's getting pushed back here, but mm-hmm. that's just uh, that's just the way it goes right now. Okay, I want to bring Bob in, and I want to bring uh, this this topic to both of you because it's kind of been sitting on my mind a little bit. And the topic is is this, and I think, you know, thinking from an RBC Canadian Open standpoint at St. George's here in Toronto, but also other clubs like, uh, you know, Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit is, is at a very old, lovely, established golf club in an area of America that has been hit very hard from COVID-19 coronavirus. Part of this story that I think is being neglected that Bob kind of touched on earlier was you know, it's not easy necessarily to always find a venue for a national championship, especially now with the great success of the RBC Canadian Open and the wonderful job that Golf Canada has done with it. There's a lot of moving pieces now for concerts and grandstands. It's become quite the thing. So venues have, have become more of a challenge. If you're a private golf club, Bob, if you're a St. George's in the environment we're living in right now, do you want... 40, 50, 60,000 people on your property in your golf course, touching the clubhouse, being on the property, coming in contact with things that you could potentially come in contact with as life starts to get back to normal. Uh, Is that a level of paranoia that maybe is beyond that? But from a membership standpoint, do you want to open up your club to that right now? Well, raises an interesting point. I was talking with a St. George's member today 
who brought up the fact that if this tournament is canceled for for 2020, does the club require is is it required the membership to have another vote to see if they even want the tournament for 2021? Because maybe just what you described is now going through a lot more members' heads than uh, than some of the things they were considering when they voted to have this for 2020. Um, and you're right. You know, the biggest concern I think right now, in some ways, if this tournament was canceled and it went to St. George's in 2021. Uh, Golf Canada would be in a really great position because then they don't have to find another venue. They can go St. George's and they can go back to Hamilton. That gives them a little breathing room. Uh, the toughest thing right now is finding an event, finding a location that can host this tournament and do a good job with it. That's within um, certain areas that the that the, the sponsor wants, which is essentially they want it in this in in Toronto or the Greater Toronto area. So um, there's some good things and bad things potentially happening if this is canceled or if it's uh, if it's postponed for one more year. Adam, you're a member at a private club, a great private mm-hmm. club here in Toronto, Bayview uh, Golf and Country Club. Shout out to, to Dustin Curtailer <laughs> if he's listening tonight. Love Dustin uh, and, and the team up at Bayview. But, from you know, from that perspective, did that, you know, has that theory or that narrative ever crossed your mind that maybe a club doesn't want this anymore? And to Bob's point, do you need to re-vote on it? And I'll tag part two to this, to what Bob and I were talking about earlier in the show. From my perspective, if I get called to an event, and it's time for Mark to go back to work at the memorial in the middle of June, and it's not safe for spectators. You know what? The, how's it safe for anybody else? Do we get tested? Things of that nature. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, hundred uh, percent agree. I mean, it, it, it'd be challenging if you were a member of St. George's or, or whoever is, is hosting and, and to, to agree and have, have this all happen, happen again, it would be yeah, a level of paranoia for sure to have, you know, as you said, 50, 60,000 spectators on your property, plus the concert series, plus everything that's going on with the RBC uh, Canadian Open and, and every other event that's in that May, June, July window. That's that level of uncertainty right now. Uh, it'll be really curious to see what happens from here. Um, if it were me, I, I'd love, I'd love, for the tournament to be on my golf course, uh, just to give it the, the notoriety and everything it deserves. But this is, uh, as we've said many times before, this is unprecedented times. All right, guys, let's go around the the horn here and, and take everybody's temperature. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot, uh, Bob. We'll start with you. Uh, do we have golf before the PGA Championship without spectators? Let's start there. I will say no. I don't think there's any way you can host an event uh, until at least August. Right now. Mm-hmm. Adam, same question to you. Do we have golf on a professional tour, PGA tour, before the PGA Championship, likely without spectators? You know me, I'm the opt- I'm the forever optimism, uh, optimistic guy, but I will say no as well. <laughs> All right. You're gonna, so you're going to say no? You're going to go with Bob and say we're not? So that, that scares me. When Adam's saying we're not having golf, Bob, before the, the PGA, now, now I, I'm basically not packing my bags to go to work. And, and finally, Scully, uh, the, the very important question, yes. this was going to be your first Masters this yeah. year. Uh, we were all going together. Uh, we have shot Golf Talk Canada television on location now for five years in a row uh, for a Masters preview show to kick off Masters week on TSN that was going to be the, the play this year so odds are you know let's think cap cup half full that we're going to do that ag- again we're just going to do it in November so I know you've never had a pimento and cheese sandwich <laughs> let me tell you they're disgusting uh will you have a pimento and pumpkin sandwich if available in November 
Well, if if I am uh, on the crew and going, I will say maybe just to say to try it. But on that point, I think if if we all do go in November, we might need to pack a couple extra layers. Uh, looking you at think? the dates in November this year, uh, Thursday, 48 degrees Fahrenheit. Friday, 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Saturday, 54 degrees Fahrenheit. Sunday, 64. So a little chillier that type of, uh, time of year uh, in, uh, in Augusta in November. So we might need a few more sweaters this time around. Just watch those temperatures, guys, in November and watch the odds on the Vegas board on Henrik Stenson. Anyone from Scotland or Ireland and our Canadian boys, all of a sudden their odds are going to come crashing down and some of the favorites from California and Florida are not going to be favored so well. We've seen what the Americans do when they have to play the Ryder Cup in cold weather. Just remember that, okay? We just, they're, 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 they're soft when it comes to that. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Adam, thanks so much. Uh, I know we're dropping the podcast on Wednesday and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow and we'll stay in contact throughout the week. So thank Thanks for jumping in with Bob and I Thank here you. on this uh, special edition of GTC. On the other side, Bob and I will wrap up with some final thoughts. We'll let you know about an Adidas contest we are running this week with our friends at Adidas Golf, how you can win an apparel pack from Adidas Golf, and uh, jump in with us on social media at Golf Talk Canada. This is GTC. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf, pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit Adidas.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wind down a Monday night edition of GTC. Thank you to Jeff McDonald, our program director, for calling in Bob and Adam and I in tonight, giving us the platform to bring our audience and the TSN radio audience completely up to speed on possibly every single angle with this new PGA Tour schedule. There's a lot to get through, a lot to digest, uh, to digest and a lot of question marks on still what might be coming, but we hope we did it justice and got through it tonight. Uh, Bob, before uh, we wrap up tonight's show, I uh, want to touch on golf from a recreational level because there is a lot of people listening tonight in their cars, at home, online, wondering if they're going to have an opportunity to actually play golf this year. And depending on what part of the country you're in, that's very different right now. British Columbia golf courses, a lot of them are open. Some of them are being vocal, suggesting that their COVID-19 protocol isn't working. People are overstepping, not behaving. There was a push in Alberta, by the sounds of it, to get some of them open. In the province of Ontario, not a push to open, but a push to our leaders to say, when you start releasing businesses back into the workforce, can golf be in phase one of that? So a less aggressive, maybe smarter approach to playing golf. 
what's the latest? What have you heard? What do you know? I know it feels like a long way away. People have been asking me to put a date on it. I'm like, a date on it? I'm like, sorry, I can't do that. My gut tells me that maybe when the tour comes back, recreational golf comes back. That's the best I can do. Yeah, I think it's going to be dependent on where you live uh, and, and what the government's telling you you're allowed to do right now. Basically, the only uh, provinces that I know where you're allowed to play are Alberta and British Columbia. Alberta, of course, is not really um, weather-ready yet, although they do have a few smaller courses that are open for play. And there are some in British Columbia that the, the ones in B.C. are allowed to play, but uh, are allowed to open, but they have uh, most of them have elected to close. Uh, I did speak with the guys at Ledgeview Golf Club last week, and uh, that, of course, is the home course of Adam Hadwin and Nick Taylor, and they are open, and they're doing a pretty busy schedule. They're taking extreme precautions on uh, on what they do and what's on the golf course. All the touch points have gone. You know, there's no rakes. There's no ball washers. Uh, the card system is, is uh, out, and um, they've got flags where they're uh, wiping them down hourly, I guess best way to say it. And you know, they're, they at the start early on, they had to they had to kind of remind people, look, you can't start walking down the fairway, hold, you know, standing right next to each other. They've got a a marshal out there who's very vocal and, and keeps people in order. But they're playing, and they feel that uh, they're doing a service, and, and people are coming from different places to, to play up there. But um, you know, it's right now in terms of the places that are closed. Um, if, if the kids aren't going to school, I, I don't I don't imagine the golf courses are going to be open. That's kind of the way I've been measuring things. You know, you know what I uh, again, Bob. I'm going to try to take another silver lining in this. If golf courses do stay open in some parts of the country, and marshals are yelling at them and getting aggressive, you know, maybe down the road people get used to marshals screaming and yelling at them, and we'll yeah. finally get moving on a golf course. Right? It's like, like that could be the way to do it. Exactly. You know, just start abusing them now under COVID-19 protocol, and they'll be used to that abuse by the time we get back to, you know, regular lollygagging it on a golf course. So there you go. Okay, you know, I got a bone, I got a bone to pick with you, Weeks, all right? Sure. Uh, okay. Okay, uh, Adam and I both put uh, embarrassing photos of ourselves on social media this week, Okay. <laughs> And the reason we did it is you have a chance, if you're listening tonight, if you're a, a, a listener of Golf Talk Canada or if you are a Golf Talk Canada, if you put the hashtag Style Evolution on Instagram or Twitter, Style Evolution, and tag Golf Talk Canada and tag Adidas Golf and send a picture of how you used to dress on a golf course and how you dress now on a golf course, you have a chance to win at a, a $600 apparel package from Adidas Golf, and it is Code Chaos, shoes, hat, shirt, the whole deal. It's a lovely uh, prize pack, and I have yet to see anything from weeks <laughs> on social media. And I was waiting for you and your dad, maybe from Parent Child 1986 or something. I will, I will endeavor to have one up before, we, uh, before we're back on the radio on, uh, on Saturday morning. So you can, okay. have, your, uh, you can have your chuckles. <laughs> now I went. Uh, I threw up two because I'm trying to, you know, get things going. Ignite. So the first one I did, it was uh, I was 10 or 11 years old. I had the Payne Stewart Plus Fours and the Ben Hogan cap, which uh, Payne used to wear. And then in the second one, 
uh, if my pants got any higher, I was 13 years old at Pebble Beach, and my pants were so high, I was playing the role of my Italian grandfather. You have to go over your left shoulder to pull your wallet out of your back pocket. That's how high those <laughs> pants were. So can you give us a teaser? Do you have anything in mind, Bob, that comes to mind? If you if you go through the memory bank, can you can you give us like a, a tease or a hint of what we might see from the from the the the, the week's photo album? Well, I can tell you that uh, the, the two terms that you'll likely see, uh, two things you will stand out when you see this picture are mullet and sons of belts. How does that sound for a combination? That's not good, eh? <laughs> I love it. Weeksy hockey hair is gold. That is awesome. The Alabama waterfall. I love it. All right, Bob, we got our uh, video podcast dropping Wednesday. It will be edition four of our video podcast. We're going to do an all masters edition of uh, our video podcast. We'll get to some news, I'm sure, off the top, because I expect that we wake up almost every day this week. We might have more news. In fact, what's the earliest you've heard? I heard we could hear, this sounds ridiculous, but someone actually told me we could hear as early as tomorrow afternoon with the projected PGA Tour schedule. What have you heard? Do you expect something this week, or you think that might go to next week before they put a pin on a memorial date? I've kind of heard that uh, you might hear something this week. Or actually, I heard the term I, that, the, that the person who told me this said within a week. So that could be next Monday or it could be any day but in between that. But after uh, the last couple of weeks, I'll tell you, it seems like every day we're hearing new stories and new uh, new news that's affecting golf and things. So it's uh, it's been busy time right now. It'll be, um, it would be nice to get some, some uh, clarity on as much as we can anyway on what's left for the calendar to be set up. Yeah, we'll certainly work that into our uh, podcast on Wednesday. It drops noon on tsn.ca, uh, the fourth edition of our Golf Talk Canada video podcast, and it'll be our favorite Masters moments, our Masters winners, weird and what. And uh, I think everybody this week is missing Augusta, missing the Masters, just the sports community in general, because as we know, Bob, the Masters transcends golf, you know, and in many ways it transports, uh, transcends sports as well. I remember my grandmother, I didn't know the difference between a football and a golf ball, but she tuned in to see those azaleas blooming and watch Augusta. So uh, it's a sad week, but uh, TSN's doing a great job. You're doing a great job of of providing Masters content. We'll do it Wednesday on our video podcast. And Bob and I and Adam, along with Lawrence Applebaum, the CEO of Golf Canada, will be with us Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m., TSN 1050 and across the TSN radio network for our usual time slot of Golf Talk Canada. Bob, thanks so much for doing this with me. I'll talk to you Wednesday on our video podcast and Saturday morning. Stay safe and uh, enjoy your binge TV if you're going to get any of that in this week, which I'm sure back, we all Back to Tiger King right now. Tiger King it is. Just wait till you get to episode five, the funeral scene. That's all I've got to say. When you get there, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Text Adam and I. When you get to that scene, I expect a text from you because it is just absolutely ridiculous. All right. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Follow us on social media at Golf Talk Canada, Twitter and Instagram. Remember, first good decision in the golf course, it always starts in a closet. Thanks for tuning in. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Adidas Golf. Pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code Chaos. Meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit Adidas.ca. Thank you for listening to GTC.
Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.